passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor, and it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Here we go. It's the overtime. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, we got music here. Never mind. It's the overtime. Tim Fitzgerald, Rowdy Gates, Zach Carlson, our trusty MC. Right here in the WTC Gig Powered Studios, we're going to talk about stuff we shouldn't talk about. It's the podcast that can never be replicated, only because no one else is stupid enough to do this. We are! He's absolutely right. You ask us anything, we answer it. It's the overtime. It's a way to end your week on Friday that is a better way to forget there's a basketball game on Saturday against Kansas than just drinking a lot. (laughs) Speaking of which, we're sponsored by The Fridge. If you do want to take that route, go to The Fridge. What time is the game Saturday? 1? 12.30. It's on CBS again, right? Yeah. This is working out great for Kansas State. Finally get on CBS. Someone said, is this the first time they've been on CBS? I said, well, not not first time in history. They, back in the day they were when the game was on CBS before ESPN. But since Bramlage, yes. that's amazing. The game against Texas was the first time Kansas State had been on CBS in Bramlage Coliseum. And boom goes the dynamite. It's pretty nuts. It's nuts that they picked these games before the season, and they picked that game. <laughs> that wasn't even supposed to be a good game at the start of the year. Yeah. I get this one. This one's working out great. I mean, it could display everything wonderful and dominating about Kansas, or it could be... Hell of a rating grab. I mean, it could be, let's be honest, it could be full Jets and Sharks. They could be dancing and knifing and uh, a girl named Maria. Maria, I just met a girl named Maria. (laughs) The whole thing. That can't happen. That's not going to happen. The whole thing. Clear bags, you know. And that's right. I have just like a man who is gifted in something slid in another reference to West Side Story into my podcast. God, you make a lot. Of, you, you make an uncomfortable amount of West Side Story references. In it life. is the finest musical ever made, even though it rips off another kind of famous play. Details, details. That game's going to be on network television, so that means that they can't chant naughty things. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's they, right. They, they the will. FCC, the FCC will. 
I mean, they, yeah. it's not going to stop them, guys. It, you, you haven't, you're not able to cuss on ESPN, but it still happens. No, technically, you, you, you can. can. You can on, on ESPN. They just so prefer you, it not. Are you telling me the CBS doesn't have a way to drown out the crowd mics? Well, no, I'm, it's not about the technology. It's about the regulations. Yeah, the, the FCC, FCC you cannot, an over-the-air broadcast channel, have that language on. Daddy, are you going to jail? Period. Well, they can get fined. Relay, somebody should relay that information. ESPN wouldn't get fined a lot of money for having the F word on the air. CBS would get fined by the government for having a chant. So they'd probably just have to kill all the sound. Advertisers do not like swearing. The point is you said a bad word. Damn it. The, the odds that all of those students are going to care is zero. <laughs> Because they are sick. I'm just saying. Oh, I think the, I think the FKU chance is going to be going from beginning to end. Absolutely. They're just going to – they'll chant it to anything. They'll chant it to Wabash. They'll chant it to the, the commercials. When the players are playing tic-tac-toe. No, that's not right. Tic-tac-toe. Rock, told paper, it, scissors. That one. That game. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. I mean, you can do it. Wow, you can. <laughs> it's not a hard chant to to put to anything. It's uh, it's easy to remember. There's only three things to remember. Yeah. First question. Here we go. <laughs> From Lady Cat in Texas, what was your favorite class or subject in college? I've dabbled in nude sculpture. I posed nude. It's an interesting question. That is a good question. Because you would think that, like, I should say sports journalism, right? It wasn't. It was, it was too easy for me because I was already doing it. This was my class. Elementary school math? That was not. Uh, in terms of going to that class, it was my one of my favorites. It was fun. One plus one equals two. I was also one of two guys in that class in a classroom of about 30 girls. So that was kind of cool. Earlier today, your son engaged in inappropriate mouth-on-mouth -mouth contact with our daughter. Just saying. Except when you don't talk to him because you're there to learn. Actually, actually, I only talked to about three, two or three of them. And I was in the back corner. They came back there. Yeah. That's so very, very sad. Anyways, uh, probably the most fun I had in a class was actually the first class I ever did was uh, I took an intro into acting class just as a gen ed type thing and it was fun because I, I don't know i liked acting in high school like i did all that that type of stuff so it was, it was really fun did you do west side story no god when you're a jet you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day no <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun just because it was something different and you i make got a great maria god would you stop with the west side story um, I think not. The actual class that I probably enjoyed going to the most was the big lecture hall class, Mass Common Society, that I took with Smethers, only because it was taught by Smethers. That's interesting. You know, I, I've i blocked out college. Well, I blocked out because it was blacked out. But anyhow, uh, I don't remember a lot from college. I'm not a person that hangs on to long-term memories, like everyday memories. I remember the most unlikely class, and I've told his son this, who's uh, a Twitter person. He's a go-email person. 
I'll just say it, uh, that Roger Tenary in economics was my favorite learning opportunity. He was an incredible teacher. He made economics interesting, really hard. I mean, I think I got a C in that class, or low B, and, but he made it compelling. Um, made it fun to go to every class, which was not something I typically did because he was very engaging. Other than that, I don't know. I mean, there was a political science class I enjoyed. Yeah, I don't remember a lot of stuff. Journalism was just easy to me. Do I remember journalism classes? No, I remember the collegiate newsroom. That's what I remember. That's where I learned journalism was amongst my peers. And back then they had, you know, grad students who were the copy editors and our our faculty were very involved. The collegiate was an amazing place back then. It was a kind of a vo-tech of journalism. You learned hands-on. But, yeah. You? My most useful class... So I got a business degree. I didn't go to J school. Um, my most useful class was... I don't even remember what it was called, but it was kind of like digital marketing where I learned a lot about analytics and conversion rates and stuff like that, kind of stuff we use now over at 24-7. Um, I loved Sports Econ with Dan Keister. That was a lot of fun. I would love to have that class. Yeah. I've, I've spoken to that class. He hasn't invited me back since. <laughs> I apologize for all the cursing. <laughs> it, was, it was a great class. I loved going. Um, but my favorite subject, and I didn't really think of this at the time, but the business school, they make you take nine credit hours, three different classes outside of the business school in some special concentration. And there's not really a lot of good concentrations, but the one I chose was textile and apparel, apparel and textiles. And it was me and this, these two other guys that were doing the same thing. We all sat together in the back, class full of girls. And we took all three classes, like each, like three straight semesters, basically. And we just kind of hung out and we all got A's and it was weird. But I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was like, you don't have to try hard. Like, it wasn't like you're like, I'm probably not going to use this. It's interesting. Yeah. I remember writing some papers in the last one. We had to watch a couple like documentaries. And I'm like, well, actually, I disagree with the entire premise of this thing. And they're like, all right, cool. Here's an A. <laughs> College is fun. I ran out of gas. I wish I'd finished up my master's and gotten that out of the way, but I was done. I thought about it. Done. Bought from, a car instead. <laughs> from Contra Cat, did you ever celebrate first day of shorts back on campus when the day was nice enough that all sorts of summer gear was broken out? Absolutely. We celebrated it before it was too nice to be outside. The amount of beer darts I played over the last two years of college was insane. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. I had a friend that lived right on Old Claflin, uh, right down from Ford. And I would just literally, like, I would finish class and we would just go over there. And I would just throw darts till dark. And it would be, like, it would be freezing because it would be, like, this weather. Well, not this weather. The weather on, like, Monday where it was like, uh, you know, 60 degrees and the sun was out and you were feeling good. And then when the sun dropped, it was like 34 and you're like, okay, this is ridiculous. Why are we outside playing yard games? Holy cow. I admit if the, the best part of time of college was that spring that when it's, it's really nice outside and you can just play yard games nonstop. Well, I was a 
pike. I still am a pike. And back in the day, we had a functioning fire truck. So on really nice days, we'd just kind of cruise around in the fire truck, give people rides home, mostly to their dorms and sororities. Once in a while, a fellow fraternity member, we'd take him to his house. Usually, though, it was like an SAE, and we'd pick him up in front of a hern and drive him half a block and drop him off, something like that. But yeah, How kind of you. Yeah, it was very nice. Those were fun days. In hindsight, a bunch of guys standing up in the back of a truck riding around town with no seat belts on in the front seat was probably not a great idea, but it's among the many things we did when we were younger and lived to tell about it. It's just amazing all the stupid stuff we did. Pretty sure I get into the lid paint. I didn't do any sort of celebrations. Never. I wore shorts, and that was that. I'm like, hey, it's kind of hot today. I probably shouldn't be wearing these <laughs> jeans anymore. According to uh, that uh, Tinder profile that you uh, sent a snapshot of, you know how to rock the shorts. I do. When you're in the state of Texas. <laughs> It's not his Tinder profile. He was in the background of a K-State cheerleader's Tinder profile. And there's Zach's tight little booty and legs on display for the whole world to see. A lot of guys are getting ready to swipe right on that one. And they go, ooh, look at him. I'm really going to swipe now. This is absolutely workplace sexual harassment. (laughs) (laughs) This is the verbatim definition of it. Yeah, are you allowed to say tight little booty? To your employee, probably not. <laughs> On a podcast where I we like, can prove you said it? I like that my boss thinks I have a tight little booty. <laughs> Hello, How are you? <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, uh, let's hang out for a minute. <laughs> It was an impressive little tush right there on that. Done. <laughs> Next. From Lady Cat in Texas, who are your overall favorite K-State men's basketball players that you just love to watch during games? I had like two different ways of looking at it, right? Uh, you can look at it from like those guys that were historically good and fun to watch. You know, your Jakes, your Denny's, Rodney's. I'm a younger kid, remember, please. But a lot of those guys still stick out. Right. And then there were the guys that I didn't really care if they were, like, amazingly good or not. I just liked watching them play. I knew they were good people. There are those people that stick out in mind. My all-time favorite player is Clint Stewart. I just I met him at a catbacker event and he let me say something in the microphone and like from there I was like I don't care if you turn the ball over ten times a game, you will be my favorite player ever. He caused this, didn't he? He caused this more than me. He gave you a microphone at a young age. Yeah, it was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Clint Stewart, Jeremiah Massey. There you go. Oh my god, I was a Jeremiah Massey fan if you've ever seen one. Yeah. yeah. Three 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 of my guys are on this wall in here. There's only six basketball players up, but Jeremiah Massey, Michael Beasley, Jake Pullen have to be on that list. Probably with Mitch Richmond and Rolando Blackman. Maybe Rolando's a little too early for me. I mean, I remember him, but he doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't quite register like some other guys. But then there was the other guys that, you know, I'm still friends with. Well, I grew up with Kevin Muff, um, who went into basketball coaching. Um, I knew from high school, kind of briefly, but then college, Brad Underwood. And, of course, my good friend Mark Dobbins. But I think we can all agree Jay Heydrich has to be on that list. 
when he would step up and miss a free throw, those are memories you cherish because he was shooting with the wrong hand the whole time. Jay Heydrich has has a jersey retired in Manhattan, but Jacob Poland does not. Ironic. Go to Porter's. Check out Jay Heydrich's jersey. It's the stuff of legends and missed free throws. The second best left-handed basketball player in his house, Jay Heydrich. Hell yeah. I liked Matt Seabrandt. Oh, oh my God. Uh, who else from that era? Purvis Pasco. Uh-huh. I mean, I know, I, I, know hate. I know why people don't like Purvis Pasco, but I, I liked Purvis Pasco before that. Uh, my favorite, though, is when I was a ball boy. Uh, it was during Huggins' year. Ryan Patswald came into town with his giant mohawk. Oh, amazing no. hairstyle. But he'd always just joke. He was him and Jason Bennett were the two biggest bums, jokesters, <laughs> idiots. I don't know what. But there's one game where Ryan Patswald, like, we're, you know, it's shoot around rebounding for him. And he's like, hey, come over here. And he, he'd already talked to the other ball boys. He's like, you see anything wrong with my game uniform? He's wearing his full uniform and. You know, two hours before the game and shoot around. Like, ridiculous. But I'm like, yeah, you got a little red spot right there. He's like, ah! Like, the like the guys thought that they, like he wouldn't notice. He bet him that. He's like, yeah, I, I spilled some Taco Bell sauce on my game uniform <laughs> on his shorts. I'm just like, eating Taco dude. Bell right before the game. <laughs> spilled some Bro. mild sauce on his shorts. How about, Matsy. do you remember, like, Jermaine Maybank? Yep, like, Jermaine yeah. Maybank. Mm-hmm. Man. Lance Harris. What a dog. Cardia Martin. God, there are so many good players. Uh, or just like players that. Drama Diara. Will Scott might be on my list. He was a sniper. Boy, this team could use a Will Scott. Skylar Thomas, Travis Camby. This team could use a Will Spradling, frankly. <sighs> this this team could use a Purvis Pasco. It's, it's too hard. When you've got so many good players, it's too hard to recruit. You could have gone out and recruited any big man you wanted to convince them that they could get playing time at Kansas State. I mean, I'm talking about Jeremiah Massey would make a world of difference on some of those K-State teams. Side note, those uniforms are beautiful. Oh, we forgot to name one. David Hoskins. Oh, oh my God. Weird. I just thought of that. I just like David Hoskins. We didn't mention David Hoskins. Then you said that. Weird. Yeah. Wow, I literally think what I forgot would, about David Hoskins. What would have that first Frank Martin team been if, if David healthy. Hoskins was healthy and played? Oh, my God. If he had played with Bill Walker and Mike Beasley and Jacob Pullen, Dominic Sutton. They sure wouldn't have lost to Wisconsin. That's for damn sure. I mean, that's a perfect example of not having the team of your choosing. That guy was supposed to be the senior leader, and then he was done. Sad. They wouldn't have been a 10 seed. No. But 11 seed? 11 seed. Also, that that is a good example of what you need to be leery of next season with all those young players. Look what happened when K-State was good. They were good. They were fun to watch. They were competitive. They had a superstar and still were at 11 seed. Yeah. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. From Purple Powerhouse, if you just if you still wanted to work but really didn't need the money, what would your job be? I would be a bartender. Yeah. I, th- I, I think it would. Now, whenever I tell this to people... They're like, oh, no, it's so crazy at the bars and people are just drunk. I don't mean a bartender at Johnny Claus right. or, or Tubby's. I mean like a real bar making like legit drinks, not just so a long. whiskey and Coke. Yeah, Hilo. Yeah. Places yeah. where you can get regulars and interact or, or with Or like people. Harry's. Like well, I, I want to be like a sports bar type okay. bartender. Um, I mean like Porter's, I, I know we're not a sponsor, but Porter's, I love Porter's, honestly. Yeah. It's a it's chill bar. bar. People, you know, it's not too crazy. And, you know, I, I want to be good enough at bartending to where if somebody comes in and orders, like, something by a name, I can rattle off without having to Google it. That'd be cool. But you can't become a really good bartender as a part-time job. Like, I, I don't think you can do that. I think you got to be, like, fully dedicated to it. So if money was no option, I'd just spend all day in the bar and get really good at bartending. Yeah, that's that's not a bad idea. I I think sitting around and podcasting all day is not a bad way to make a living. Just talk. Just spout off. Anything and everything. Oh, that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, I, I've i always said, though, that I think, and I wouldn't want to run it on a day-to-day basis. Like, I don't want to have people run it. But I, I think having a barbecue place in a tropical setting would be freaking amazing. Like in Belize, someplace where it's fairly safe and yet tropical. Maybe Puerto Rico. Not always safe, but... Some really cool places. Go down there. It's still you're still in the United States, and uh, yeah, just have a barbecue shack near the beach. Crank out some great barbecue. Hand it through the window, almost like a food truck, but it's a shack. Hand it through the window, and mostly I want to count my money. There you go. If I didn't need the money, I'd probably try being like a filmmaker or something, making movies. Yeah, that's another thing. I probably just, just want do, to sit find some, and write. something where you don't need money, but it's work. You're trying to make something, I guess. Or sit around and write really bad novels, just just because you can tell a story. Yeah. All right. I've written one really bad novel, so why not do it again? Did it get published? Oh hell no! 
If yeah. I ever end up, do you have the? Do you still have it? I don't have. I I hope I have the electronic version somewhere. I don't think I do anymore because it was written on a program that no longer exists. Oh, um, and I have boxes of the that I you know you have a box of your manuscript that you submit to publishers. There's a lot we rejected. Well, if I ever end up behind a bar, you'll know I won the lottery. So. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm with you. That'd be. It, it's probably more work than you think because you're on your feet a lot. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it'd be good fun. I'm on my feet a lot. No, well, you chose this life. I did choose so. <laughs> choose this life. Yeah, but luckily you're getting paid really well. And my calves look amazing. <laughs> Just fantastic. <laughs> From Adam K63. Nice of you to let the ladies talk about the bachelor fits, but when does Riley start moderating oh. that podcast? Hey, let's back up here. So for Valentine's Day, uh, my wife said, you know what you can give me for Valentine's Day is uh, take me and the girl. She's got a group that she watches The Bachelor with. I am not part of this group. No. And so there's four of them. And take us down to the podcast studio and let us do a podcast about The Bachelor and put it together for us. So I did that. Everyone, welcome to the inaugural Little Apple Women podcast. We have four members of Bachelor Nation gathered here in the gig-powered studio at uh, gopowercat.com. And thanks so much for letting us use their um, podcast studio. If you want to go listen to a Bachelor podcast, go to SoundCloud and type in Little Apple Women. And there it is. Their one podcast. They might do it again. And I got to say, I think they did a pretty good job. I think they did for people that had never done this before. And I told her, I said, honestly, I think the studio helps kind of put you in the mood. It's different. This is a lot different function than sitting in my office holding microphones. Yeah. it's You just feel more professional. Professional. You're in a soundproofed room with microphones, headset, tables. I think they did a pretty good job. It wasn't exactly fun to edit as a person who doesn't watch The Bachelor, but it was enjoyable. I think Riley would enjoy listening to it. Guys, I'm making I'm making progress. It's spreading. Zach's starting to watch now. No, 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 no. He's he texted me about it the other day, and I'm like, "Oh, Zach's watching." Hey, now. when TikTok is blowing up with all the memes, you gotta watch it from the source, man. Well. And from editing the podcast, this season's been a train wreck. Oh, it's been a beautiful train wreck. This guy's an idiot. And I told people from the start this was going to be a disastrous, disastrous season. And I was right. See, this goes back to my theory, what makes this show successful. It is really good-looking, severely flawed people. Because yes, if you're in your 30s and successful and that good-looking and you're single— well, it's not probably just you haven't met the right person. It's you're not the right person. There's something wrong with you. I'm a big fan of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I love Bachelor in Paradise over the summer because I think it's really entertaining to watch when there's really nothing going on except the Royals getting run ruled. every. Oh, wait, they don't do a run rule in the MLB. Damn. However, so I love those three shows. However... They are adding an elderly person's bachelor, and I believe they will continue. And they are also adding a singing, yeah, singing bachelor now. Oh, singing bachelor, yeah. And I just think they're going to try to expand their reach too far, and I think it's going to kill it. 
I'm stunned they haven't done a gay version. I'm just stunned. I mean, it'll come. I mean, I thought it'd be the next. I I never saw doing a 65 and older one. I mean, it's a thing. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying oh, oh they shouldn't do. It. I just think it should be the the show. Just like, do a bachelor for God's sakes. All these attractive women show up, and it's a chubby guy. Great personality, successful, good looking, but not the most fit guy in the world. Right. I'd love to see how the really hot women react to that. Oh, no, no, no. It'd be fun. It'd be I think, funny. I think the reason I've started watching The Bachelor, I don't really, when I say watching, I'll turn it on and wait for the good stuff. But I think the real reason is I just miss Temptation Island, and I want season three to start already. <laughs> Such a weird show. Zach, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. A video editor from Manhattan, Kansas. In his early 30s and still single, in a few years, you might be on The Bachelorette as one of the people trying to vie for her love. No, thank you. You say that now. Never know. Never say never. Don't knock it till you try it. Do they get paid? Surely they do. Yeah. I mean, maybe some. You got to quit your job, probably. Yeah, basically. Unless you've got... Unless you're on Yaka and they're like, yeah, go for it. Unless you've got six weeks of vacation accured. 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 Accumulated. Accumulated. I was trying to use the other word and Um, just messed up. Yeah, so did a bunch of flights from Southwest just not fly? He flies for Delta. He flies for Delta. Oh, I thought he flew for Southwest. Okay, so Delta flights just didn't, uh, the pilot didn't show up. He hasn't been showing up. (laughs) We don't really know what's going on. (laughs) Uh, We think he's getting laid uh, on national TV. What? (laughs) Sounds like a pretty good gig. Huh? (laughs) Oh, man. From Jim Cat. This one's for Fitz. Oh. What are your thoughts on a standard poodle winning Westminster? Uh, it was good Good news. Good for the brand. <laughs> good for the, exactly. <laughs> Great for the brand. <clears throat> uh, so let's fill in the gaps here. Uh, we have standard poodles. Now, we had Scottish Terriers, my wife and I. I had a Scottish Terrier from the time I got out of college. And the same dog And when Becky and I reacquainted because we knew each other in college. And so she was our first dog, and, and we have a Scotty now. She's our ninth one through our nearly 30 years of marriage, 30-plus years of relationship. And I don't know how many years ago, eight years ago, maybe more, uh, Standard Poodle was at the shelter here. And Becky said, let's go look at it. And I'll never forget, I'm never going to own a Standard Poodle. Because I had the same thoughts a lot of you probably have about him. I Exactly the kind of dog that was in Westminster. The ridiculous haircut. Which I hate. And so we went and met what became Denison, our first standard poodle. And uh, he lived for quite a while. And at some point, we adopted Dodge. Um, and they lived together for a while. Denison went blind. Had that sudden onset of blindness that dogs get, like overnight. We had Dodge and our Scotty, Darla. And then we Dodge passed away in 2017. And we got Daphne, who showed up at the... Manhattan Animal Shelter, four days after Dodge died. What's Now, the reason I say that is the last standard poodle to be at the animal shelter had been Denison. So they re, they remembered Denison quite well, and we ended up with those both dogs. And then we just last July 4th adopted what we renamed Dude. Awesome dogs. Amazing dogs. And you know why everyone does Labradoodles, Golden Doodles, Burner Doodles, Everything they're trying to macho up the poodle. We don't have the weird haircuts. Those haircuts are offensive. I mean, they're for the show. And they're based in 
Yeah, it was cool. But the reason they have those is they're they're actually water retrievers. That's what their background from Germany is. So they'd have a ball on their tail when they were in the water. You could follow the ball on the tail. You'd know where the dog was when it was in the water. And they had bunches of hair on their hips and their ankles, any joints to keep them warm in the water. That was the thought. And then the French got a hold of them and screwed them up. They're an amazing breed. The haircuts are that got intense. <laughs> they're 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 just really smart and they're fun and um, active. I mean, they're hunting dogs. People don't understand that. You can train them to be hunting dogs. Now, the, as Travis Tannehill pointed out to me, the problem with it is they're too smart. They have their own opinions, and that uh, you can't really break them as easily just to do their job like some breeds. That's fair. But quit slutting out. The poodle and having them sleep with every other breed to get you some kind of specialty dog. Hey, you calm down. They got feelings too. Doodles are cool. They are pretty cool. Our neighbors have a golden doodle, and that dog is freaking awesome. <laughs> he is Lincoln. We had Dodge at our house and Lincoln up the street. We someone needed to get a labradoodle named Ford. <laughs> <laughs> sure. From Powercat Ryan, you've probably heard a lot of heckling towards players and refs from your seats. What are some of your favorites? Okay, so the thing with it is we don't get, like, creative heckling because Bruce is the same thing everywhere we go. Sit down, Bruce. Get off the floor, Bruce. Come on, Bruce. (laughs) Now, hold on. The Texas game, some student yelled something that left us in hysterics. Yeah. It was make a bleep and free throw. Oh my! <laughs> Dead God. silent. Dead silence. And I mean, I lost it. Make a three throw. I mean, it was more about the timing. Yeah, because it was. I mean, it, it was the play. Everybody was gone. K State was down twenty. <laughs> silent. Make a free throw. Um, so just, and like, it was just the tone of voice, like I'm a broken man. Make a bleep and free throw. <laughs> he didn't say bleeping. The, I mean, there's a, like it, the thing is, it's a lot like the road game venues are interesting because it's we we do sit with a lot of the students, um, and so we hear the students. But it's the same thing. Like I said, it's sit down, Bruce. What are you doing, Bruce? A lot of Bruce heckling. Uh, Iowa State was pretty bad with it. <laughs> so a lot of those are really good. <laughs> and this, I don't even know if I can say this was heckling, but like my first year. <laughs> My first or second year covering this team, and we weren't like now we sit behind the classy cats. We used to sit right next to the bench, so we were on that side of the floor. And that side of the floor is where Robert sits or used to sit a lot. And he was at the Texas game, he gave me a shout out. And it was pretty quiet again. And right behind us, you hear Robert yell, Put the basketball in the basket. I forgot about that. And, and again, I could not contain my laughter. The simplest of thoughts. It was he what? was describing the game of basketball, but thought he was helping case Put the basketball in the basket. So, Robert. And you know what? They weren't very good at that. That's the hardest I've ever laughed at anything that came from the crowd. Hit the hit, Make a bleeping free throw. I just lost <laughs> it. I just, I was rolling on the base, just dying laughing. Now, this one was when I was in high school, still going to games as a fan. But there was this guy that had season tickets that sat near us. And it took me probably till like, my junior year of high school to understand what he meant by this heckle. But he would always yell, get off your knees, Rev. <laughs> You're blowing the game. <laughs> 
No, don't say that. Hold on, let me see. If that's a good one. It took it like like an egg timer like went off in my head. I'm like, oh, that's what he means. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Hey, speaking of officiating, a shout out to Newton High School Oof. and Salina Central that had a game uh, last night in which seven technical fouls were called at Newton. What? Yeah. Only one was on Central, my alma mater. Six were on Newton. Uh, a fan came on to the court and was taken away. And one of the officials quit in the middle of the game and left the court. What? I have a so I have a cousin that plays for Newton. Oh, really? Yeah. And scoop got a little bit of a. a my cousin was not part of it. We did get that confirmed. So it sounds like uh, this kid got kicked. He he was arguing with the with an official. Got Who? he some Who? kid. What, 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 what? Oh, for Newton. Okay. I apologize. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh, and Pat Strappen might have texted me oh wait yeah no, he was covering didn't. the game he was sorry he, he had the tweet uh newton kid got a t people were mad parent came down from the stands got another t ref left this is a bleeping you know what show coach just, got kicked out yeah just because they couldn't contain a bad call that's how mad they wow. were wow yeah so that's two technical fouls so, so far. So here, Pat, this is Pat's okay. description of it that he wrote on his notes. Second quarter. Foul called in Salina Central. Word shared with Newton and Salina Central player. Double technical. Right there. So one and one. After sorting things out, the Newton coach steps on the floor past half court, requesting why Newton was not shooting free throws because the scoreboard said seven fouls. He got a technical. A few moments later. Clarification. The fouls were... Six and then the technical yes. was seven, Made so seven. they wouldn't be shooting. Right, he didn't understand that rule. A few moments later, after a call, another technical on the coach. He is ejected. Third quarter, foul on the Newton player, gets a technical. He fouls out of the game. Uh, Newton player makes a three. Another reaction from that player gets a technical. So I don't know if he clapped at the bench or something like that. Uh, fan from stands runs onto the floor. Official takes off and does not return. So I'm. I want clarification from Pat. Did the official leave because a fan came on the court and he said, "Screw this! If they're coming sure. on the court, I'm out of here." Or, or did he quit because the other two officials were so bad they were putting him in a dangerous position because they were stinking up the game and he didn't want any part of them. I bet it was because of the parent. I wouldn't. Even for 80 bucks, I'm not putting up with that crap. Is that how much they pay? Roughly. Hmm. You'd do it. My friend makes a lot of money officiating games. Well, they get... I, I need to check with Casey Scott, see what Big 12 officials are getting now. A long time ago, it was 1200 a game. Damn. Plus expenses. Yeah. Is how do we get on the officials? Oh, yeah. Blowing the game. <laughs> <laughs> more. There was more technicals, though. There was one more yeah. after that in the fourth quarter. Good job, Railers. Way to, way to go. Classy. From KSU Cat 80. Oh, Besides drinking alcoholic beverages, how do you guys decompress after your coverage of these horde basketball games? Uh, who is this question from? KSU Cat 80. Look, I really don't drink much anymore. I know it goes off brand by saying that, but I just don't. I don't decompress by drinking alcoholic beverages. Although after the Texas game, I wanted to and nobody would with me. Oh, she called me. Sad. I drank. Off topic. Why are you still playing with that bandaid? Um, well, I <laughs> I cut myself pretty badly before the show started, and I'm wearing a bandaid, um, and I assumed it would soak through. So I unwrapped 
a Band-Aid, so I wasn't unwrapping it during the show, and now I've been playing with a Band-Aid that still has its backing on. Go ahead. Back to the question. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do have a few drinks after I have to watch some of those. Mainly, I try to keep those on Saturday, although last night I did. It was Fat Tuesday. Sue me. Uh, and this sounds bad, and I know it's going to sound bad Hold when on. I say it. Why did anyone invite me to a celebration of my people? <laughs> Someone. I, I mean, come on. Come on. I... I know you always invite me to St. Patrick's Day. I get that, but Fat Tuesday, come on, I'm here. I got feelings. So I know this sounds really bad, but when after I post all my stuff and I get some stories slated for the morning, I try to not touch the site, man. <laughs> I just uh, I need to step away. Especially last night. Step away, let the discussion happen. I'll come back to it tomorrow. But I just I also, and it's not even, even if it's a, a, a win, you know, let's say they won last night. I still don't really want to be on the site that much because you can only take so much K-State sports or any sports talk in a day before you're like, I kind of need a break and do literally anything else. Yep. So that's what I do. I put my laptop away. I put my video up, close my laptop, pack everything up, go home, get some food, go to bed, watch TikToks. What do I do? Uh... Yeah, I mean, Saturday night, Becky and I watched Midway, so I need to... Oh, man, I really want to see that. I needed to watch uh, people bomb the heck out of each other. <laughs> Just like Texas did to K-State? Yeah, uh, that was Pearl Harbor. I watched. Well, I witnessed Pearl Harbor at Bramlage, and then I got to watch Midway. <laughs> um, last night, I watched the end of the game. I missed some of the end of the game. I missed, I missed a dunk by Pearson McAtee, and I feel bad. I wandered off to take care of some other stuff. I was in bed by 9.30 last night. Impressive. I know. I was. I told my wife, I said, are we officially old when we don't stay up long enough to watch 10 o'clock news? She goes, I guess so, but it was great. I got great sleep. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I might need to drink Saturday after what's going to happen. Mom and Dad are coming to town. Oh, boy. They stay in the night? Yeah. Oh, boy. Got a room at the Bluemont. I'm in. I'm so drunk I can barely see, but it helps me get the another day. My stomach is filled with haggis and hard. I've got to go puking some hay. Last question of the podcast from StatCat. What five people would be on your hot list? And by hot list, I mean women you think are hot, not new basketball coaches. Fitz, please restrict your women. Over the age of 40. Um, thanks for giving me some guidelines here, Stackhead. Huh. Anyways. It's funny because I went back and I'm like, I haven't even thought about this type of thing in a long time. So I went back, kind of recalled my last list. But I arrived at the last list I had, which I don't know how old this list is. One person might be different on this list than previously, but she's always been hanging around the list. And they're all over 40, and I was surprised by that, to be honest. Holly Berry's been the top of my list forever. As long as I remember making lists, Holly Berry's been at the top, and she still is. Isn't she older than you now? I think she is a little bit older than me. I'm not sure. I like how I said now, like as if it's yeah. ever been different. <laughs> yeah. She used to be younger. Now she's older. <laughs> now, let's put it in context. I think this list is 15 years old. So... If I was 40 with a 25-year-old on the list, I assume StatCat thinks that's inappropriate, but now it's okay because I'm 
Half your age plus seven, baby. Yep, I guess so. Jennifer Aniston, also age appropriate. It's a good one. Uh, Shakira has been the one that's always kind of been hanging around, yep. on off, and on that was the Super that Bowl was part. double confirmed on yeah, the Super Bowl over four. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest thing ever. It's awesome. Well, it was awesome. Uh, and of course, uh, Pink, you all know. That was an easy one. She's 40 now. That was the one that shocked me. Pink is 40 years old now. Yeah, I was floored by that. And then, kind of the latest edition, uh, and I was a little surprised she was over 40, is actress Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Rachel. From Mean Girls. Well, and, and I remember she best does something from. Else. Uh, Notebook. Ah, yes. Okay, that's where I had her at. Yeah. Yeah, she's good looking. Mm -hmm. Next. Not only did I have five, these are in order. So, like, ranked. Anna Kendrick has been my celebrity crush since forever. Pretty much the first Pitch Perfect movie came out. So, I guess I shouldn't say forever. But that did it in. So, she's number one. Mila Kunis is number two. Mm -hmm. Good choice. Carrie Underwood. Great, great choice. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica Alba. Great choice. Very underrated. How old is Jessica Alba? Let's do. Well, let's find out here. Uh, Not I'll, 40. I'll no. Google it while I'm. Hello. Uh, Who's your fifth one? My fifth one is Anne Hathaway. Good choice. <laughs> those are those are. Solid. Jessica Alba is 38. Okay. How about that? All right. Almost could make Fitz's list. Almost. Oh. Ah, well, then it's too inappropriate. My list is Halsey. Cara Delevingne, Taylor Swift, Anna Kendrick is also on there. And then my top one, Gal Gadot. Oh, yeah. I don't, I gotta find out who Wonder this Woman? is. Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman. Oh, my goodness. Never She's heard of so her. Good She's looking. Israeli, has a nice little accent, like, hmm. So good looking. And she can kick your ass. Yeah. Former Israeli military. Well, I mean, if you're from Israel, you. Yeah, but you okay. Were some military. of those other pi- the first picture that popped up, I was really gonna question your choices. Have you seen the? Then new... what's the first picture? That. Yeah, that's, ah. yeah. that's not a good picture. That's a little overdone. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the new Wonder Woman outfit she's gonna be wearing in the next? I have not. Oh uh, boy. It's a fun question. Are you saying I should? Yeah, it's like uh, it's got wings and stuff. Like they incorporated, you know, old Wonder Woman. She flew a jet. And that, so she's turned into JJ the jet plane, and I think yeah, they just made her outfit the jet. I don't know, it's weird. Uh, Questions like that make you really think, and then you realize there's a lot of celebrities out there you kind of forget about in life. But let's just say this: number one on my list is Rebecca Fitzgerald. Oh, mm, nice save. Ooh, always wow. has been. I I don't have anybody at the top there to. I can say whatever I want. I can want. say what what I want. Got a story to tell you. After but you she's got her own list of five. <laughs> I got a story for you when we quit this. Oh, boy, that's going to be good. It's so bad you can't say it on the podcast. Nope. <laughs> that's lovely. Well, we've got to stop now because I've got to hear this story. That's it, right? Yeah, that's it. We've been sponsored by The Fritz. The story better be good because I'm hitting stop right now. Leave it rolling. You've been listening to the PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. PowerCat Podcast, all rights reserved, gopowercat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. Grab your VIP pass. 
We're delving into the secretive world of Formula One. Behind the scenes with two of the sport's biggest names, Mercedes and Williams. This is not coal mining, this is Formula One motor racing. As they build their new cars. We want to be so much further ahead. We are in permanent racing mode. And face shocking headlines. Here's Lewis Hamilton moving away from Mercedes. I'm Joseph Fiennes and this is F1, back at base. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.